Hello and welcome to Sonic is what I would say if I was on rollerblades with a cherry limeade on my tray, but I'm not at Sonic and you're not hungry. You just want to listen to some Unmasked and we are back finally. Zach, how are you? You're, you're crazy, man. That was, was a crazy analogy. Um, I'm happy to be back, bro. Way, way too long awaited. We, uh, we said last time was the first episode of season one. I think that was just a nice bridge and our season two. This can be the, the official start of the new season because I'm now in a new school year. Zach's in a new job. We're just now miles apart again. So this is a, a new beginning for both of us. And we are so happy to be back right in the middle of the NBA playoffs. So what a better time than now. The last episode was a season two teaser. Exactly. It's the real thing. We're back. We're better than ever on Mass is back, baby. We are back. We are starting to take the masks off, huh? I mean, oh, since our yeah. last episode, I would say things have gotten a lot better um, just around the world, like our country, at least. I came back to Michigan and I played five on five basketball today indoors for the first time in Michigan in a year and a half. So even, even in places like Michigan, the restrictions are starting to um, come off. I know in Texas, it's been like that for... Well, there were never any restrictions to begin with, so. And just a disclaimer, uh, Jordan's a very big anti-masker, anti-vaxxer. He hasn't gotten vaxxed. He's just playing five on five. He's trying to infect everybody. But, um, you know, that's that's you. my goal. It's one person at a time. If you can make one person sick every day, <laughs> then no. And in all, in all seriousness, uh, we've both had friends who have been affected by COVID. Unmasked is a, a proud supporter of the mask community, mask wearing community. Um, you know, we, we try. We try to just Absolutely. be model citizens here. Zach, you want to tell us a little bit about work? How's uh, going into the office? Is that is that just like a new thing again? I feel like I can't even imagine. Yeah, dude, it's going really well. Um, I get in at 8 a.m. every day, I believe by like 4.35. Um, I'm working this summer at Goldman Sachs in Dallas, um, doing wealth management. Uh, it's a lot of fun learning a lot about how, you know, all that stuff works. I don't want to get too boring. Uh, There's a sports podcast no, with people like that. I've been listening to too many finance podcasts recently, and um, I'm happy to be back on sports. Uh, You're a big guy so. over here. Wealth management, dressed in a polo. I think just to talk to you on Zoom, I need to pop a breath mint real quick. I need to go a little <laughs> oh, more. A, maybe three <laughs> of them. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's, it's good. It's gone really well. How's, how's it being back in Ann Arbor? You know, I got my breath mint. Um, it's great, man. It's, um, it's a lot different than when I left, but it's nice to be in Michigan when there's not any snow and to be seeing some people. And, you know, I'm, for those who don't know, I'm back from my master's degree and that will start tomorrow. This first day of classes, we're taping this Tuesday night, actually during the Hawks and Bucks. Um, yeah, I need, I need to get back to that, but not, uh, not like it's going to be that crazy the game. Trey Young's out. Yeah, I know, but it's the Hawks are winning by nine right now as we speak in the second quarter. So really? Giannis is being subbed out right now. He uh, He's out. They started Lou Williams. Uh, I'm curious to get your take on that. So from someone who has seen one of the all-time six men in Manu Ginobili, um, maybe like, you know, the 13th best six men of all time, or you're going to put him, oh you're going to like make there a There he goes. But I'm curious, when someone goes out, say before Kawhi Leonard, George Hill was going to be hurt or, um, you know, not, not Tony Parker, not someone who's, I guess he is the focal point of the team. So, okay. So say it's Tony Parker. Would you put in Manu to start or do you leave the bench 
intact and you don't mess with two different rotations and you just bring in someone to start in his place and just maybe play heavier bench minutes, but not start Manu. What'd you do? Well, I would say that's a little different because I think Trey's primary role in the Hawks is, is being a scorer. I mean, and also a facilitator, but he's the primary scorer on the team. And Lou Williams, right, is, is a scorer also. Um, whereas with Tony and Ginobili, it's a little different because Tony's primary role in the team is, is facilitating, uh, whereas Ginobili's a scorer. Uh, so it's not like a perfect substitute where I'm not saying Lou Williams or Trey Young is a perfect substitute either by any means, but I think it makes a little more sense that they want it, They want the scoring to kind of be supplemented by Lou Will. They can't get Kayvon Herter, you know, Mr. 27. He's, he's, uh, he's fire, but um, he's a little I, – I, Lou Will start makes more sense kind of for that role. No, he's – Kevin Herter already starts. I'm just kidding. Like instead of like just giving him more shots – for the game, but I actually really like Kevin Herter. What's his nickname? Is it Red Velvet? I think it's something like that. Oh, I haven't heard I that. It's... You know, he, uh, my friend Jacob Lampert um, went to Maryland and would sit next to him during during tests, and he told me that oh. Kevin Herter was the was the guy on the basketball team that would go to every single class. Wouldn't wow. miss it. I, yeah. I see it. I mean, he could yeah. get my daughter. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> great. Yeah, so great stand up guy. Um, yeah. Real grinder, real scrappy player out there. That's how. That's how announcers always talk about the the white shooters. Actually, he's real athletic, really, uh, really trying hard out there, just scrapping and, and doing all the little things for the team. Um, but he had 27 in a really big game seven uh, to send the Sixers home. And now score update, 41 to 32 Atlanta. Um, Lou Will just got fouled, speak of the devil. So I'm thinking about this. Atlanta loses this game. They go down 3-1, headed to Milwaukee. This, this, this game's their series is over. So if they can pull out a win here, Trey Young, you would assume, would be back at some point. What odds do you give the Hawks in this miracle run of 2021? I'd say it's like a 15% chance. I think, I think Milwaukee, either way, I think they're the better team. and. Um, they're not going to mess things up. That's my, th- I think I'm taking Milwaukee in six max. Okay. I see probably that. five. I yeah. think it's probably gonna be a gentleman's sweep, but, but six max, I'll give myself a little, a little uh, safety cushion. That's fair. I, I just, I can't get over how lucky the teams who are alive have gotten in their roads. Like I was listening to Bill Simmons talk about how he's going to, sit back and not really think that the best team won this year like in his mind when everyone's healthy it's lakers and clippers and nets not particularly in that order but those three teams are the most talented teams and it's just like you think of all the injuries that happen the suns skate by the lakers once ad gets hurt then you have the suns don't face murray and yeah and now the suns don't face uh Kawhi. and then the bucks too i mean they swept the heat but then they have like half of Harden and Durant and now Trey Young's out. It's just like, I don't know. No Kyrie. No Kyrie. Right, right. Uh, no Kyrie. Um, yeah, that was that. Yeah, it's kind of like a cheap, uh, uh, not a cheap path, but definitely not the, the hardest road that uh, others have gone through, like the 2011 Mavs. But, uh, pretty hard road. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I, not to say they're not going to earn it. I think um, hopefully the finals will be a nice real test for either team. I would say, though, the Mavs did 
have a really, I, I think that's the hardest road that someone's ever had. I mean, I haven't sat down and gone through the eighties and nineties, but I just think that in recent memory, at least like that's, you look at, you look back at those stars. It's, it's crazy. I mean, even those, that Blazers team in the first round, people had us losing to, and that's not the Kobe yeah. two time champs. No, that's and, why I brought that up. That's why yeah. I brought that up. I really, I really yeah, I think that's um, one of the craziest paths that has ever been. Um, but I don't think anyone would argue that the Mavs were the best team that year. Like, I don't think any, that was a very, ra- like we were the three seed. We had one all-star and the only other player who was near an all-star appearance was the 37 year old point guard. And right. well, we spoke about this. I think it was more thing about of depth. I, I, I would say people would argue that they were the, maybe the best all around team. I don't think it was like the most star studded. It's not like a Brooklyn Nets kind of deal. They would say um, Miami's the best team. I think, I feel like that was very yeah. consensus. Yeah. But depth with the depth of the Mavs that year was, was, was really good. Uh, true, but I think if you looked at it this year, like you could say that the depth of, I mean, I guess these teams. I'm looking at, like they don't. The Suns have some depth. The Bucks. Atlanta have has really good depth. They do. They do. But I think you, they're the deepest team in the league. For what reason? For like Gallinari and Lou Williams when he's not starting, and a Kongu. Uh, who's the a Kongu? Uh, and when Herder's health, or not Herder, DeAndre Hunter when he's DeAndre playing, Hunter's fire. Yeah, but he's hurt. Um, I mean, that's like four guys right there that are all like, yeah, I mean, reddish. They'd be starters on a lot of teams. Yeah, Cam Reddish. Um, yeah. These guys so, would be starters on a lot of teams. That's fair. I just like when I when I'm thinking of like the three best teams this year, and I say Lakers, Clippers, Nets, and then you think about that 2011 year, you have to think that the teams that were the best were probably MVP Derrick Rose and the Chicago Bulls, LeBron's big three, and probably. Lakers back-to-back champs like the Spurs were the one seed but I mean they got bounced in the first round by the Grizzlies I'm like not okay. trying to throw shade I just there mean like they were, they were, we're back <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the one seed lost in the first round they couldn't have been a top team like Utah was the one seed this year I wouldn't say they were a top three team but I just don't think anyone would have put the map I mean people had the Mavs losing in the first round there's they're not they they're not the they weren't in the top three of teams that year and that is why their road was so hard it's because they had to play teams better than them. So I don't so know exactly was that the beginning of the thunder with like the, the big three there. Yeah. That they were the four also. seed who beat Memphis after Memphis beat San Antonio. Cause San Antonio was okay. the one lost the eight seed. Okay. So, Very nice. I just remember uh, one of those games was San Antonio one Gary Neal had a nice buzzer beating three. It was, uh, it's one of the bright I spots. I love him on San Antonio. I really great. loved him. He'd always hit some big shots. Yeah. Do you think Gary Neal is reincarnated into Bryn Forbes? Man, Bryn Forbes is such a big loss. I didn't realize how good he was until he left. He's, He's been uh, really good for Milwaukee. Yeah, he was playing earlier. I'm looking at the game. Oh, how about Bobby Portis? He's playing right now. Have you seen him go off the last few games? Yeah, He's, dude. That's a really quiet, like, I think him, Bobby Portis, has a bigger impact, but also has a smaller the guy who has a smaller impact but very similar to him is DeMarcus Cousins on the Clippers. Someone who didn't have a huge regular season impact at all. I mean, Bobby Portis definitely had more of one, but then comes in in a series where they haven't gotten a lot of playing time in the playoffs. And just like give you, they, they both have given both teams hustle minutes, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of plus um, and a plus minus. Someone on like Twitter or something was like, Bobby Portis looks like, an actor playing an NBA player. Yeah, I can. I can now. I can't stop thinking. Did you see that. the picture of the the Coach Carter? The guy. Have you seen the movie Coach Carter? A long time ago. 
So there's a guy in Coach Carter who looks exactly like Bobby Portis. Oh, that's it. And Bobby Portis actually tweeted it. And uh, he said, he, he like made a joke about it, which is, it's good, but it's this guy. Oh, it's not coming up. Don't you love Twitter when it just doesn't, doesn't show you what you want to see? Bobby BP Portis. His, his username is B Portis time. <laughs> oh my God. It's this guy. Oh, that <laughs> and, does wow. I thought that Bobby, was Bobby Portis tweeted that when someone said that he looks like an actor who would play. Um, that's, that's so funny. Um, all right. Well, this, that's the Eastern Conference, at least. Talked a little bit about the Bucks and, and the Hawks. I agree. I think uh, the Bucks take this in five or six, depending on what the Hawks can do with their backs against the wall tonight. Um, <clears throat> all right. Then West. I, uh, Wait, league... before we get on to that, though, yes. uh, either way, I really got to commend the Hawks. No one thought they were going to get this far. Um, they didn't make the bubble. They, yeah. I mean, they – well, Trey, they don't have an all-star on their team this year. Nope. That, that's crazy. I know. Uh, they sauced the Knicks, didn't look back, beat the beat the 76ers, who I thought yep. had a sh- good shot at the championship. All, like, no matter what happens with Milwaukee, all, all credit goes to the Hawks organization. They did phenomenal this year. With a team who fired their coach mid-year. Don't forget, Nate McMillan is an yeah. interim coach coaching them. They, and- he turned it around. And they had, they were thinking about blowing it up midseason because they had a lot of like turmoil in the locker room where they didn't like Trey Young and John Collins weren't getting along. They were thinking about trading Collins because he's a free agent after this year. And then their coach gets fired. I mean, there was a lot of question marks. They only got Bogdanovich, who has been awful this series, but has been good overall. They only got him because the Milwaukee trade for Bogdanovich fell through. So like they, they like really didn't do much and were not put in a great position at the beginning of the year and then somehow came together. And I, I yeah, I think you're right. You got to commend them. Yeah, um, absolutely. What they've done. Uh, and then a, a game seven on the road too. I mean, that's so hard to win. You saw even Luca, that was too much for him. So, um, oh man, man. Uh, all right. I want to get into some app stuff in a little bit, but I want to first talk about the West because I saw a legal DraftKings odds boost yesterday that offered the Bucks at plus 100, which not Bucks, Suns at plus 100. I thought closeout game in Phoenix, no Kawhi, no Zubats. Like this is easy money. Through way too much on Bucks, Clipper, Suns. I love when I can talk plus 100, and the Clippers and Paul George especially just said not tonight. Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, they stepped up. Do you give them any shot to win game six in LA? Man, I really hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. I think the entire NBA community does not want to see the Clippers win. Um, I think if we can learn, if we can glean anything from the series, it's that we forgot how good Paul George is. Um, he's a franchise player himself, but he kind of, seems to live in Kawhi's shadow, but he's showing that he is still a franchise player and he's still a superstar. Uh, he's been unbelievable this series. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they push a game seven and that's scary. That's scary territory. That said, I, I think Chris Paul is a great leader. And I think the Phoenix team is professional enough to where they can close, 
close things down and really take care of business. So I, I'm, I think, and maybe it's my heart that's telling me this. Maybe it's just what I want to be. I don't know, but I, I think Phoenix will close it out in Game Six. Interesting. I think uh, I think the Clippers could win a Game Six at home, even though they're not that great at home. Um, but also on the Paul George note. Yeah, I think it's taught us that he's good. I think it's also taught us he's streaky. Like, there have been some games where he has not shown up. I don't think he's the best player on a championship team. I don't think that's changed. I don't think he was that in Indiana. They lost. I don't think he was that in OKC. They lost. I don't think he was, he's been that yet. I think he's a 1B. I think you have to have someone better than him on your team if you're going to win a championship in a normal year. I mean, we've seen this year is just madness. Um, a, a guy's a team without an all-star is, has a chance to make the finals. But I think he was brilliant last night. Just he was getting to his spots. Um, I just like whenever you need a bucket down the stretch, he's a guy who can get it for he's you. There's safe. very he's few guys, safe option. very few players like that. Free throws are a little bit iffy for him, but uh, yeah. he's a safe option down the stretch. I remember that game, the first game, or uh, no, no, the second game, Phoenix, LA, um, and yeah, the, the value that game. That was, yeah, the value, right? Uh, but Paul George was hitting some crazy clutch shots, like consistently, mm-hmm. uh, just getting it done. I, I actually disagree with you. I think if he's surrounded by the right people, I think he could be a one A. Um, who would those right people be though? Like who? I don't. I don't think it's Demarcus Cousins and uh, Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Jackson and and Patrick Beverly. I think it's more of like a. If you threw him on Atlanta Hawks right now, I think they'd be fire. See, if you threw him on the Atlanta Hawks, like what more could Trey Young have done in some of these games? That's what I like. What what is Paul George going to do that Trey Young hasn't provide defense? Like there, that's maybe what he, he would do. He's Paul George, a great defender, um, but it's it's a lot of like the Atlanta Hawks. I feel like they're they're more than just a Paul George away from being like instead of trey young is, is that what you're saying like swap trey young and paul george i mean not even necessarily it could be sure i, I mean yeah sure you could argue that trey young at next season's point like there could be a you wouldn't know who's the 1a and 1b in that scenario like after this meteoric rise starting next season if you put him on the hawks that, that might be an, an even scenario so if you're talking about paul george and Herder and Bogdanovich and Capella, like I, I don't think that's a championship team next year. If you roll that out, I, I don't know if that's uh I wouldn't put my money on that playoff team, you know, top four seed maybe, but I just don't see them competing against a lot of these teams. You wouldn't so. think so. You would, but also it's because we've been seeing this Paul George has been living in Kawhi's shadow and it's been living in Russell Westbrook's shadow. When he was on Indiana being the number the one A option, he don't forget what he took he took LeBron to seven games. Yeah, but uh, he didn't win. He didn't he didn't go to the finals. And he had right. a stacked but he's team, also too. Going, I mean, yeah, but you're also going against the prime big three. Um, that's, no, that's true. But what's changed? There's another prime big three now. That's just the way the NBA works. If you want to be good, I don't think he can be your first player. If you want to compete. I don't think he's had a real opportunity since Indiana. I mean, but now he has, and he's showing that – I think he's showing that he maybe, maybe could be. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, like, we just don't know yet. Wouldn't you say that Indiana, though, was the – like a good cast of people who were good, but not yeah, better than him. But, I mean, but you also have to realize that he was literally going up against arguably the best team. I mean, one, I mean, definitely one of the best teams of all time. Okay. That's, uh, that's fair. With the, with the big three Miami heat. Um, 
and, but like, if he played, and he took them to seven. And he took them to seven. If he played right now with a better supporting cast, but he was the 1A, I don't think they beat Brooklyn in a seven-game series. I don't think they beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. You know, I, I, I don't think... think uh, uh, I mean, maybe I'm healthy. the Lakers now, If we're but, saying uh, neutral world here, where everyone's healthy, I, I don't know. I don't think that a Paul George team... I mean, we'll never know, because I don't think... Never know. Unless Kawhi leaves, you think he'll even... You think he'll opt out? He's done in LA? I think... No, I don't think so. I think if they would have lost the Mavs, for sure, uh, he'd be gone. Uh, uh, actually, I don't even think that. I think they would have traded Paul George, actually. But Kawhi uh, is a player option this summer. Right. I think he would have forced them to trade Paul George. and I, But he wanted to be in L.A. Like, that was his whole thing. Like, he literally yeah. like, f- put that team together. I don't I don't think he's trying to leave now. Uh, his okay. family's there. Like, that was his – believe me, I, I know the Kawhi Leonard narrative yeah. so too well. Uh, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see it like, like this man left a champion, like literally won a championship and left to go to LA. I don't think he's going to leave. Yeah. Uh, I think he would, I think if anything, he would say, Paul George, you're out of here. Let's get some other good guys in. Um, but now Paul George is proving maybe he shouldn't be the one to go either. Um, True. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't think anything's going to happen because right either way, they're proving that they're, better than we, we thought mm-hmm. yeah i think uh i think even if they lose right now no one's gonna blame them without Kawhi no, there no, i think they're putting up yeah. a good fight putting up uh, a great i thought i thought it'd be a five game series max i thought maybe yeah. the clippers would steal one which is crazy that the suns could make it back not make it back well i guess make it back yes to the finals but make it to the finals when steve nash couldn't get there i mean a nash Stoudemire marion team to me at least blows this team out of the water like it's just a matter of time and like timing and things falling in the right place. This seems good. Don't get me wrong. Really good. But those seven seconds or less D'Antoni teams were lethal 60 win teams. I mean, they were really, really good. Yeah, that's true. I think that um, one of the X factors here, I mean, is it's Booker. Cause I don't think they had somebody down the stretch who was as safe of like a, a as lethal and as 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 Devin Booker, mm-hmm. um, like uh, believe me, I'm all about team basketball. That's that's my that's my thing. Uh, I love Steve Nash. I love Amari Stoudemire. Uh, he's w- one of the tribe. But uh, but um, that said, um, I just don't think that they had a guy who could like put the game on his back the same way. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I see that, and again, we'll never know. I just, those teams, maybe it's because I was a kid and I was just fascinated by that whole thing and they would always beat up on the Mavs, but, and the Spurs too. The, the Spurs, Mavs, Suns, those, the three of them, like, they, there were some great games. Um, great games. The Spurs are the ones who ultimately uh, stripped them of that opportunity. Yeah, when Robert Ory shoved Steve Nash into the score. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Big shot, Rob. Oh, my God. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, and we will come back with some rumor talks, um, do some some Luca, some Dame, you know, all the good stuff. Um, maybe some Spurs lottery, you know? Who knows? <laughs> Kai, baby. All right, we'll be back on Unmasked. back with unmasked 
Jordan, how was how was your break? My my break was great. Um, I'm I'm watching Shaq fly around with wings made of money. So wings made of money. I don't know. This that show's is great. Very Shaq. Have you ever watched the documentary, like the Inside Story, when they talk about how the show got created and? I've not seen that. They did. I mean, it's always on after they do their thing on like. I guess now it's not Thursday nights, it's playoffs. Um, when they do the Eastern Conference final games at the very end, when they're done, they show one of the episodes. So I've just been watching the last few nights. It is so funny to see how this thing has been developed. Like at the very beginning, it was just Ernie, Chuck, and Kenny. And they had to fight to get Chuck because everyone knew that he was going to be so funny. And then he comes on and like, he says some crazy stuff that would easily get people canceled today. But back then, no one cared. And even now, if he says it, like he has such a long leash, they're talking about, it's like, you're not going to fire Charles Barkley. He's just Charles Barkley. So just really funny. I forget what he said, but then he's, he's always talked about like the women in San Antonio. Have you heard about that? He's like, uh, he's like, it's a lovely city, but they just got some big women. And then like, they they always make fun of him. They're like, Shaggy can't be, or Chuck, you can't be saying stuff like that. And he's, he's like, Victoria's no secret down there. <laughs> he's just, he's so, he's, he's too much. Um, but again, he's like not going to get fired. And even tonight, he was like, they asked him who Atlanta should start at point guard for Trey Young. And he's like, I think they should go with Jeff Teague. And Jeff Teague plays on Milwaukee. <laughs> and like, he's like, oh, okay, I can make a mistake. Because like, no one's listening to him for basketball analysis, really. I mean, there, there is somewhat of that because, he does have decent analysis time from time to time, but he's all entertainment. He's so. Funny. Oh, he was being—he was being real when he was saying Jeff Teague. Jeff yeah. has been gone from Atlanta for a minute. Well, he came back for like half a season. He was traded last year for like at the deadline and spent half a season, but he signed with the Bucks. So it's not only is he not on the Hawks, he's on the other team. Like, <laughs> so it's uh. That's funny. Yeah. I remember when he was in the Celtics for a sec. Yeah, that was this year, and then they cut him, and he signed with the. With the bucks um all right let's talk let's talk dame because i it's been on my mind um for a while dame time it's time to get out so just a quick rundown um dame wanted chauncey billups as the coach the blazers hired chauncey got backlash for ignoring the domestic violence um case from chauncey or was it I, I forget if it's domestic. I don't remember or sexual assault. Was it his like first choice, Jason Kidd or something? Yes, yes. But he wanted. He was okay with Chauncey, and then when everyone found out about um, Chauncey's past, they blamed Dame, um, and he didn't like apparently how the fans reacted and put him like they blamed him. He was like the scapegoat because it was his idea, according to them. And so <clears throat> I don't. I think he's using that as a uh, more is like leverage in terms of getting out because I know we've talked about how Dame needs more help. He deserves better. So Chris Haynes, who's close to Dame released a story Yahoo sports about this whole thing and how Dame, this could lead to him wanting out. And so of course Mavs got Mavs people, fans, Twitter, just start dreaming stuff up like this. And it just looks so nice. It's I'm holding up a picture of, of Dame and Luca um, cause I mean, there are probably arguably the two superstars who need help the most. If you're like, get blank help this summer, you're filling that blank with Dame or Luca. 
I mean, I don't think you're filling that blank with DeJounte Murray. Kevin Durant or Kevin yeah. Durant. Yeah, so he's right. Sorry, Kevin Durant. Um, yeah, if Dame goes to Brooklyn, I'm done. So do you think he gets traded at some point this summer? Is he that disgruntled? And if he does, where are your top destinations? You don't need to do an official NBA trade machine here. We're not looking for it to work. Just like, just rough draft of uh, brainstorming. You're not going to like my answer. Okay. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think Dame is all, he's like, he literally like last year made a whole big deal with Paul George about how he's Mr. Loyalty and how Paul George just floats around from team to team. It's been another year. Same thing. I, I understand. I understand why you get frustrated, and I think things do need to change. I don't think it's going to start with Dame, though. I think it's going to start with pieces around him. I think CJ McCollum is out of there. I think Nurkic oh. is probably out of there. I think. I think a lot of that team is going to look very different next year. Melo is going to be gone, uh, but I don't. Th- I think Dame is the one centerpiece that they're not going to lose. Personally, that's my take. So, so where does CJ go? You have any ideas? We we've we've discussed CJ trades before. Um, CJ for Porzingis? Uh, that uh, could be interesting. I, I was Starting reading point. a lot. I was reading a lot about them bringing Carl Anthony Towns to Portland. Wow. I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if Minnesota would be willing to part with him, especially if Dame's not part of the deal. But um, ooh, interesting. Um, but I could see something around Carl Anthony Towns for CJ McCullough, maybe Rocco, throw in like every pick ever. Uh, could could be something there. I don't know. Yeah, they could probably do like a Towns. There, they don't have. They don't even have their pick this year because uh, the Warriors have it. Oh, okay, the, the Warriors are the other interesting one. Do you think they could do a Dame or CJ package around Wiseman, number seven, which is the the Timberwolves pick, and then number fourteen, which is their own pick, two lottery yeah. picks and Wiseman. That's a good question. I, I saw things about that on like Twitter also. I just don't really understand a point the point of that because like I feel like Steph and Clay and Dame is like it's like a little like I don't really know how that would work out. I think if there's anybody who could figure that out, it would be Steve Kerr. Uh mm-hmm. the Steve Kerr system. Um for sure. But I, I just I don't know. I'm I guess I'm just too traditionally minded, uh being a Spurs fan and everything. But uh I don't I don't really like the look of that. How about Wiseman seven? And 14 for Pascal Siakam. It's interesting. Um, Siakam has lost a lot of value to me, uh, yeah. which which, may, which might be why this makes sense. Yeah, um, maybe you don't have to give up the 14. Maybe it's Wiseman and seven. Who starts at the five then? You go, I think you go small. You put Siakam at the five, Draymond at the four, Wiggins at the three, Clay at the two. Because you're already big. I mean, Wiggins, Clay, they're they're long and they're big. Yeah. Siakam's okay. big enough to to guard bigs, and then you just Did have you a. Know? Then I think you just have a big ready, and you when you want to go big, you bring Wiggins off the bench. Yeah, but, I could see the. I could definitely see the appeal. Um, it could. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Definitely makes more sense to me. Yeah, I just I saw that too somewhere. Um, all right. Well. I want to, uh, so, okay, my, my Dame, this is my thing with Dame. New York and L.A. Lakers, they both love to say that they have the, the package. I don't think either of those teams has anything. The, the Lakers, I see this all over Twitter. It's like, 
the meme of SpongeBob opening up the, the jellyfish net and it's it's like a glowing box and it's Kuzma, Taylor Horton Tucker in a second round pick. And it's like every time a superstar says they want out, the Lakers fans. Um, but if I'm the Blazers, I think your best option is going to be the Sixers who could throw Ben Simmons at you. No, I mean, obviously he's not at his highest trade value point. You got Ben Simmons though. You could throw, then you have all these young guys. You have Thibel, you have Maxi, you have, um, I'm probably missing people. Um, oh, Shake Milton, like guys who are role players, but are young guys. And then you have picks to go with it. Um, then if you're, I'm trying to think of the other two I was thinking of. Um, I, don't, I lost my train of thought. But Portland, okay, if you want to, okay, you go Mavs. So, oh, I was thinking of the Celtics. Sorry, you could throw Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. It it should all revolve around a young star, I think. Right. Um, because you're probably going to trade CJ after this too. So you want to start building around someone that you think has potential. Uh, and so say it's the Mavs, though. Say it's the Mavs. Could you do a Mavs trade? Say it's the Mavs. Just say it's the Mavs. Could you do a trade that's a three-teamer where you're getting Porzingis from the Mavs plus some other team's young assets and picks too? And then you're sending CJ to that team or I'm trying to think. No, okay. The one I saw was Mavs, Hornets, Blazers. Mavs get Dame and Derek Jones Jr., who's – a lot of salary for the Blazers. It's like us taking a salary dump. Uh, the the Hornets get Josh Richardson and Porzingis, and then the Blazers get our first round pick in twenty twenty five and twenty twenty seven. I think a first rounder from the Hornets, and then Terry Rozier and PJ Washington and pick swap. So they get like three first round picks, a couple pick swaps, Rozier, PJ Washington. That sounds terrible to me. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. So I'm sorry, but that just said like for the Blazers, that sounds absolutely yeah. terrible. Like, well, cause there's no young piece except PJ Washington, but he's not, yeah, a, he's not, he's not a franchise player. They're giving up no. a franchise like that. that no, that's a CJ McCollum that. trade. That's a CJ McCollum. Maybe trade. a CJ. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 no, 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 no. That's a Dame trade that I saw, but now saying it out loud, that sounds more like a CJ McCollum trade. Yeah. That's a lot more plausible, I guess. Uh, I'm not even sure that we want to take that for CJ, honestly. I mean, three uh, first rounders and pick swaps. And you get I, there must have been someone else that they can't. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I mean like Gordon Hayward. No, um, it's. I, don't know. I mean Rozier was borderline an all star. They he averaged twenty a game, and PJ Washington had a really good season and he's twenty. But I still I think I think that could be enough to get CJ. I don't think that's enough. To, maybe definitely not Dane. I mean that's almost that's basically what that that is essentially what the. Um, Bucks gave up for Drew Holiday. It was Bledsoe and three picks and three pick swaps, right? It was It was something like that. And so it's like essentially that. And Drew Holiday and CJ McCollum are comparable at least. And you'd be getting a little bit more because you're getting two different players. Um, okay, okay. I, I can I can get behind that maybe. But not the day. Uh, if, yeah. I was, if I was the Blazers GM, I'm not, I'd, I'd be a little reluctant still. Yeah. But I, I, can, I can understand the rationale. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I think um, I think I think Ben Simmons is going to get traded. I think I so really too. I really want him in San Antonio. I I read somewhere online that like sports betters are putting San Antonio with the third highest odds to get him. Wow, I'd be really happy. Wow, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. But then I like think... I, I was reading on Twitter, Bruce Bowen was like, uh, oh yeah, Popovich would give up anybody in the team to get him, and then Dejounte Murray like retweeted that and was like like put like a hundred cap emojis or something <laughs> so, so i might have it might have um might have um might not be the case but i would love it yeah it's i mean it's that season you start dreaming about these trades i want to run a couple by you from bleacher Please. report this is a bleacher report article called trades to replace the nba's most disappointing stars oh it's very bright you can't see it okay yeah. it has a picture of malcolm brogdon and who else ben simmons Okay, Malik Beasley in, Contavious Caldwell-Pope out for Los Angeles. They're not very comparable. Um, Lakers receive Malik Beasley, Timberwolves receive KCP, and the 22nd overall pick. I would, no, not for the, Malik Beasley is good. I know, Malik Beasley, Beasley is good. Um, I, don't, I think Caldwell-Pope is more of a role player than, than that. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah, not like that. Um, all right, I'm not. I'm gonna start reading. Stop reading the headlines. Oh, jeez. Sorry, you're boring me. Um, all right, <laughs> Cavs receive Harrison Barnes and Marvin Bagley. And Kings receive Kevin Love, Chetty, and next year first and a first round pick next year. Okay, I actually kind of like that one. I actually. But what like does that. Kevin Love do on the Kings? What is he doing on the Kings? You're giving up know. Marvin Bagley already? Dude, Marvin Bagley, I think, needs to be in a new system. I think they should mutually agree part ways, uh, but obviously get some value from it. A first uh, round also, pick? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, maybe maybe it is. Wow, that's actually kind of crazy to think that Marvin Bagley holds more value than Kevin Love. I mean, I guess, yeah, that's true. I bet you could flip Kevin Love. After that, I think you know where Kevin Love makes a lot of sense is Philly. To have someone playing that Ben Simmons power forward position, like in terms of on defense, but then on offense is completely stretching the floor. I think that's he'd be like a Ryan Anderson to the Dwight Howard when they were in Orlando, be like Kevin Love and Joel Embiid. I really like that. Um, But Kevin Love, okay, so you get Chetty. Chetty could be in the rotation for Sacramento. You get a first round pick, which is Cleveland's, so it's going to be bad. So it's a good – that's a decent asset. But Kevin Love, I don't know what he'd be doing on the Kings. I don't know if I love that. Um, okay, whatever. Fair. Move on. All right. Dallas Mavericks receive Pascal Siakam. Toronto Raptors receive KP, Jalen Brunson, and a 2025 first-round pick. That is. I don't hate. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I don't either because you know the one problem I have with KP is when Luke is not in there, he can't create for himself. He is horrible off the dribble. He has no post up game besides turning around and shooting over people, which he's not even that great at anyway. Siakam dominated in that finals. Like he had yeah. that that thirty point game he had. He was scoring at will. 
He has that spin move that's lethal. I, I think Luca and Siakam might be worth it. The only thing I, I hate giving up Jalen Brunson, but he's going to be a free agent next year. I've never him. considered like J- Siakam. That, that's interesting. I, I actually kind of like it. Yeah, I I, I don't need that at all. Kind of like they're both kind of like players that are like have potential and like have, have showed it, but also right now are like at eighty percent of what their value is worth, probably. Yeah. So maybe less. Maybe he's not, pushing know, us but, less for sure. Yeah. So I mean, um, I think it's both like you're, you're trading two discount players. Yeah. Uh, which which is probably good for both teams. But I look at it as like Porz- I would be so scared to say that Porzingis is a number two on this team, and Siakam is a debatable probably not on the championship team he wasn't but debatable number one on on like especially on his team right now like i think he was the go-to option so if you can make him a 1b instead of just like a solid two which porzingis is right now and he's porzingis is probably more of a three like it's that's that's huge you can have siakam be a two um in terms of lucas is your one and you'll be fine i just don't love giving up brunson um i, I'm just, looking, I just the only thing is i feel I don't know. Siakam and Luca have like it sounds like weird to me in my head. Just like those two. Together. Yeah, that's true. He's not as good of an a sh- like catch and shoot shooter as Porzingis is, so yeah. you'd be limiting that. But you'd be gaining so much on the athleticism and playmaking. Like he can create. He's not. He doesn't just stand there. Like yeah, no, no. I, I definitely see the the potential. Uh, absolutely. And you could go out and replace JB on the free agent market because if Josh Richardson declines his option or you just want to use your middle level exception money, there's guys out there that you can get. You could try to convince a Kyle Lowry or a um, Mike Conley oh, to come for cheaper. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Or Reggie Jackson. Re- Honestly, throw, throw your money at Reggie Jackson and have him be Jalen Brunson next year. That's yeah, not a bad similar. option. Kind yeah. Um, all right. Next one. Pelicans receive Colin Sexton and Torian Prince. Cavs receive Eric Bledsoe and two first round picks. I've seen a lot of stuff for Sexton. I don't I don't understand why they're trying it, to push him out so so much. But is he worth that? Is he worth two first rounders right now? Bledsoe? I guess his upside. But he wasn't yeah, he's he's very he had inefficient. That one game against Brooklyn that was nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that clearly. I don't know. I think I think I think um I like Sexland a lot, um, and I think um, I actually think that the Pelicans would be winning that trade by getting somebody. They'd be getting Zion, some guy who's who's more reliable, um, and maybe maybe could satisfy him a little bit because I know that I've been reading about how he's been having some feeling weird about his situation and everything. Um, I think that they win the trade ultimately, kind of like a Drew. Drew coming to Milwaukee to console Giannis, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, also on the, on the Pelicans topic, what do you think of Dame to New Orleans to try to help Zion stay and you give up Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo's a free agent, so it would be Lonzo, and all your young guys, Jackson Hayes, whatever, and then all the picks you got from the Drew Holiday trade. And oh, you just. Wow. You just try to give – I mean, Brandon Ingram, you can't really build around at this point. Like, I think he is what he is. We've seen it. Like, he's an all-star. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. he's more of a, a number two option, maybe, maybe right. number three. But then you'd be starting from scratch – or not – I'm sorry, you wouldn't be starting from scratch, and you would have 
you could still keep CJ and you have CJ Nurkic and all Nurkic says, if Dame's out, I'm out. So maybe you do a little uh, Steven Adams for Nurkic swap, but you have CJ and Brandon Ingram and then all these picks to work with and some young talent. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that doesn't do it I for mean, me. Is man. it all Milwaukee? Is it all Milwaukee picks? Yeah. So it's not very high, but you could yeah. throw in some of your own. I mean, it wouldn't just be three picks, but yeah. I, I see that also as like a CJ maybe trade. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. It's more. I think it's more valuable than CJ, but less than Dan. Yeah, I don't think CJ moves the needle if he replaces Brandon Ingram for the Pelicans. I don't think right. CJ and Zion. I don't think that's any different. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, last one. Philly receives. Here's your Ben Simmons. Philly receives Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb. Indiana receives Ben Simmons. Wow. Oh, Ben, wait, Ben Simmons and Sabonis both clogging the paint. That sounds horrible. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Sabonis doesn't shoot threes. That is just, oh, what do you do with Miles Turner? You have Miles Turner, Ben Simmons, and Sabonis. Oh my God. So Miles Turner is going to turn into like Brooke Lopez just standing outside. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that one. Um, I, I guess that's, that's, I, I understand that Ben Simmons is at a discount right now and completely valid. My, my roommate from Philly burned his jersey. He sent me a video of it. Uh, right wow. After, right after their playoff series uh, where Ben Simmons averaged less than five points per game. Um, but Remember um, when he didn't shoot? Yeah. When he was right under the basket and he passed? Yeah, it gave me uh, – I mean, it's, it's sad, dude. Uh, it's like you I playing pickup. And I think he would thrive in the San Antonio system. Um, who are you giving up? All right, who are you giving up for what's what's his trade value in San Antonio terms? Yeah, so you give up um, Jakob Pertl. I was about to say Yaka Yaka. <laughs> I think, and I hate to say it, I think you either give up Lonnie Walker or Derek White. <sighs> I know it hurts. Who would you rather give up? Derek White. Um, I think he's proven more, but he also has less upside. That's my take. Are you uh, openly against D two athletes? Is that? Okay. I'm just checking. I was just checking. Um, and, and what else was I going to say? Oh, and some picks. Um, but yeah. Okay. I, I, I could see that. I could see them doing that, but I think what they I think Philly needs some more win now talent. I don't yeah, think you're, you're probably right. Like, I think they would go for, I don't know. I can't even don't say it. They're, whoever I'm going to say is a free agent, probably for you. Oh, like DeRozan? Yeah, yeah, it could be DeRozan, yeah. But he's free. He's a free agent. That's I think the Mavs could sign DeRozan. I think so many people could use a guy like DeRozan. Watching these playoff games, did you see how low scoring that Suns-Clippers game was the other night? Yeah. And the Nets and um, Bucks last round had some really low scoring games. Like, every team could use a DeRozan that can come in, even if it's off the bench, and just for the the fourth quarter time it's like 12 minutes to go the beginning until like seven minutes when all the starters are resting to just move the needle and keep the game going because DeRozan that's what he does he's a vet who can score and he's smart and you need those guys in the playoffs and it's a tragedy that he has been trapped in the probably the worst organization of all time for the last two years just having to suffer and sit on his couch and watch players play in the postseason I mean come on Come on. You're not wrong. It's sad. The mile. And he gets snubbed with the All-Star game, too. <laughs> What'd you say? 
get snubbed from the All-Star game. Also, um, okay. Because he's in this small market team. Yeah. Um, isn't it crazy that Devin Booker has never been voted or selected as an All-Star? Yeah. Well, he's been he, ended a- up being, he ended up being on the team, right? Yeah, he was an injury replacement both years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And people are already willing to say, like, he's if you say Kobe. that, yeah, he's the next Kobe. If you, if you t- like went up to someone on the street and said that Dev- Devin Booker's not a top 10 player right now, which he isn't, Devin Booker's not a top 10 player, then they would be like, are you kidding me? Have you been watching the playoffs? Like, it's, it's so recency bias. It's crazy when you look at the grand scheme of things. Like, you, I can easily name you 10 players that are better than Devin Booker. And it's just because he shot the lights out in a few games that everyone's going nuts. Like he's he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's really good. But he's he. Wait, can has... we talk about recency bias for a sec? Actually, yes, yes, please. Donovan Mitchell. I'm sorry to say, amazing talent. I'm I, I'm I'm on the Donovan Mitchell bandwagon. I Same. I love him, but he is not the best player to ever play for the Utah Jazz. Did someone say that? Dude, Stephen A. Smith was like, he is the best player to ever oh my God. Utah Jazz. I think you're forgetting about the man who has the second most points all time in NBA history. Jeez, that's so... Even in Stockton. The even man Stockton. who has the most assists and steals all yeah. time in NBA history. That's disrespectful. I think, honestly, prime Darren Williams for the Jazz was also amazing. Like, we forget, this is... Donovan Mitchell has been great for a couple seasons, but great. there was there were and Darren Williams. Looking, dude, he's in terms of his skill. I'm realizing now, and I and I I've always underrated him. Always underrated him. Um, he he is among the top most skilled players in the league. Uh, I think I think in terms of pure skill, I think he's like I'm talking like craft, like skill. I think he's top five player in the league. I I agree. I think that he can beat you in so many ways. Like yeah. he's someone who is quick and also when he's hitting his shots, like he's hot. There's nothing that's going to stop him. Okay. I looked this up, but Darren Williams, there were three seasons in a row where he was 19 points, 10 and a half assists and three to four rebounds a game. Like wow. that's, and he was, people were like him or CP three. Remember that was a yeah. thing. Yeah. That was a that thing. Was a, that was a thing. And he led the jazz to similar playoff runs like this, where it was, they would go a couple rounds. They would never win. Like, so just to like make that blanket statement, you at least have to sit down and think about these things, you know, yeah. like I'm not saying Darren Williams is better than Donovan Mitchell, but I'm saying like the best player in jazz history. Let's, let's take a second and just think because you can't just say yeah, that. Willy Willy. Yeah. Pistol Pete LSU. Of course. Um, just All right. Think about Shaq and Ben Simmons and uh, Charles Barkley. What do you say? Shaq, like before Ben, before Game Seven, to Ben Simmons, like Ben, you're from LSU, you got to step up tonight. Oh yeah. And Shaq's <laughs> like, man, LSU hasn't had anybody good since uh, Pete Maravich. It's <laughs> funny because Shaq went yeah. to LSU. I did know that. That is uh, that's a funny one. All right. Well, let's take another quick break. Um, Oh, last thing, Spurs lottery. Who do you want? It, it's number 12, right? Yeah, number 12, and I'm all in for Kai Jones. I think he'd be a beautiful fit for the San Antonio Spurs system. I've watched him a lot this year, uh, a lot, and I, I and he wants to be in San Antonio. I'm all up in that uh, Spurs Facebook page. They're always like, oh, Kai Jones talking about how he loves the Spurs organization, everything they stand for, and the Spurs love him. So I think it could be a beautiful marriage. You could probably uh... – just stay at UT still, drive down, commute. 
Yeah. Wouldn't be honestly. hard. Does he go in front of Greg Brown, you think? Or is Greg Brown a better prospect? Um, depends who the Spurs pick. But uh <laughs> and uh, I, I I like Kai, honestly. I think he goes I think I think I think um Greg Brown has a lot to prove. I think Greg could step up above him and and he was like in the beginning it was really looking like Greg Brown was the man. But uh towards the end it was it, Kai was starting to take the lead and i think i think he kai's really has those those moves down he's really nice so who would be the real kj would it be kai jones or would it be kelvin johnson i think that'd be a really big uh debate I'm all, in the spurs i'm, I'm always for kelvin johnson man okay um, give it some time for kai but uh kelvin is he's gonna be watch out next year you thought this year was his breakout year watch out for next year i'm, I'm warning you trigger warning i'm, I'm watching um all right well we will do some more stuff on the draft. Hopefully we're going to keep up with our unmasked in this season too. We will be back. That's, I think that's late July. So um, stay tuned for that, but exciting stuff. I mean, the Mavs don't have their first round pick, but Hey, at least we have a seven, three Latvian that has no trade value. So, <laughs> all right. Well, when, 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 sorry, I cannot talk. We come back, man. I am just all over the place today. We will do Today in History, which today we're taping this June 29th. Tomorrow is Wednesday, June 30th. So it's tomorrow the last day of June. It's June 30 days, half September, April. Yeah, tomorrow's the last day of June. So that's probably when you're going to hear this. Happy end wow, of June. That's crazy. This summer is going by so fast. I know. All right. We will be back in a second. Don't go anywhere on Unmasked. Hello and welcome back to Unmasked, where we keep bringing you chips when you run out but still have guacamole left. Don't you hate that when you finish and uh, your chips and they're like, oh, we don't bring more. And you're like, well, what do I do with this extra guac? And you sit there, you know? It's the worst. It is the worst. Like, out of all the things that could be the worst, that one is the worst. Definitively. Okay. So today is June 29th, but we're going to pretend like it's June 30th because hopefully you're listening to this on June 30th. Um, and hey, Zach, you know, you, you know whose birthday it is? Who's? It's Mike Tyson's birthday. He's 54 <laughs> today. Mike, Mike Tyson. Today? What? Is Mike on the Zoom? Mike. <laughs> Where you are, Mike? Mike Tyson is 55, high birthday, and then another Mike, Mike Phelps. Happy birthday, Big Roids. He's uh, 36. Double high, double roids. And looking at the rest of these, I don't know anyone on here. Um, I hate it, though. There's, there's so many that just say TikTok star. It's like any, anyone could be a TikTok star. That's not, you're not a celebrity for that. Right. Like, I, if I can get 600,000 views dunking with my dad, like anyone can get fame on that app. And so the fact that there's people in here that that's what their celebrity profession says is TikTok star. YouTube star is different because YouTube star was like, you get a ton of subscribers. That was like before TikTok. It's not as easy to post videos like that. Yeah, I think uh, Jake Paul is the one who said it's more um, mentally draining than uh, boxing. Yeah, honestly, to edit and do all, like, that's not, it's not easy. For TikTok, you just, you film something and it's creative. It takes creativity, but it's not, 
it's it's very easy. It's the the barrier to entry is very low. And so the fact that all these people are TikTok stars is bugging me. Um, so I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna entertain that. Um, that I, I don't really recognize anyone else. So happy birthday to Mike Pathan and, and Michael Phelps. Um, and then on this day, 2002, we're keeping it in the 21st century. Um, 19 years ago today, Brazil beats Germany in the World Cup final for their fifth title. Wow. Isn't that cool? Do you watch the World Cup? Are you watching the soccer one now that's on the UEFA Euro Championship? During lunch breaks, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird that it says 2020? Like, they didn't want to acknowledge that they had to push it back. It's like they're trying to pretend like we're still in 2020. Yeah, it is weird. It's like, just, just say 2021. Just put an asterisk next to it when, when it goes on Wikipedia later in life. Just like, it's fine. Um, and then in the 2018 FIFA World Cup, Kylian Mbappe at 19 becomes only the second teenager to score twice in a World Cup match. Um, I say this because I don't know if you're watching yesterday, but France played and they were in penalty shootouts. It was a great game. And Mbappe, who's like making, he's worth like $180 million and he missed a penalty kick. Like one of those wow. where it's like, you know, it's just you and the goalie and they lost, yeah, France cool. lost. And he's supposed yeah. to be like amazing. And imagine That's that. Crazy. Like imagine, imagine LeBron had like a technical foul free throw to send it to overtime and he missed. That's basically what it was. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And then the next year, in 2019, this is exactly what this website, how it words it. And I think this is so funny. 2019, Brooklyn Nets load up on elite NBA talent on first day of free agency. Signed Kevin Durant from Golden State, Kyrie Irving from Boston, and DeAndre Jordan from the New York Knicks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's put, let's put them all in the same basket. Um, I actually remember where I was. I was on the beach when I got that alert that they had signed that duo. Um, it came out earlier in the day. It's like they didn't want to definitively say it. So it was just like leaning towards a reunion. Well, first it was like they, we knew they were going to go somewhere together, the two of them. Right. DeAndre was never involved. And then yeah. it was like, is it going to be the Knicks? Or is Durant coming to Boston? I don't know if that was ever. I think on. he actually was low-key involved, DeAndre. I think towards the end, it was like, oh, he's going to come to for four years, 40 million. I remember that. Like once yeah. they, once they pick Brooklyn, they're like, they're bringing him along. Yeah. But at the beginning, it was just like Duran and Kyrie are going somewhere together, like for the right. days leading up to that. And then I just remember like in the morning, it was very early in the day. It's like they're expected because it was the day of that free agency started. It was like at 6 p.m. that day, June 30th. And so they were like, he's going to sign with. Um, he's going to sign with uh, the Nets, or they're both going to sign with the Nets. Sorry. So um, <clears throat> just just crazy turn of events. And, you know, that's that. And then Harden comes and Blake Griffin comes and Steve Nash comes. So we'll see. You think they win the championship next year? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> that's so easy. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm taking Brooklyn Nets all the way. You're gonna place a wager on it, um, Jordan. That's not legal in Texas. Oh, it's sorry, it's legal here. I forgot <laughs> that you like the Spurs. Um, um, okay, <laughs> all right. So that brings us to 
fan mail, which today um, is brought to you by Sonic. Uh, and our fan mail comes to us. What is it with you and Sonic? I don't know. Our fan mail comes to us from, wow, <laughs> Simmons to San Antonio, Cherry Limeade, 1215. That's so interesting. At gmail.com. Um, this isn't even about the Spurs, unless this player played for the Spurs. I don't know. But this is this is the, the email that we have. Hi, Jordan and Zach. I hope that you guys do a show soon. Well, this person's in luck. Simmons of San Antonio. Um, I was listening to my favorite artist, Lil Wayne. We were big fans of Lil Wayne on the podcast. And he had this lyric in his song, DOA. Got the stove on my waist and we cooks. I'm in the way you can't pass like Aaron Brooks. Is Aaron Brooks the most underrated passer of all time? And should he be in the Hall of Fame? That's the question. Hmm. No and no. Uh, maybe, maybe Rockets, all, all, like the Rockets all time. See, I think, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame when you take into account, um, when you take into account the, uh, the well, well, okay, you tell me. What's your biggest argument for Manu Ginobili being in the Hall of Fame? international acclaim so did you know that aaron brooks was a chinese basketball association all-star in 2012 i bet you didn't i I bet you didn't but you didn't know that sharks on the shanghai sharks he played in 2012 on the guangdong southern tigers so oh the southern tigers yeah see it yes the guangdong so to say that he's not worthy of the hall of fame and he was a cba all-star in 2012 are you kidding me is that a joke? Did you know he it was is. the most improved player in the NBA in 2010? Do you know that? I did not know that off the top of my head. Did you uh, know that's the same is. award that Tracy McGrady won and Jimmy Butler and Paul George and Victor Oladipo and Giannis Antetokounmpo and Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum? Oh, We're putting him in the same breath as Kevin Love, too. Like, this is – I think you're completely looking over – I mean, did you know that he won a bronze medal on the 2002 FIBA – U18 championship in Isla Margarita on the national team in 2002. I don't, I don't think you're taking his whole career into account here. Wait, so just to clarify, you do think he should be in the Hall of Fame? Oh, 100%. Hmm. I mean, he's now a liaison for the New York Knicks. So, you're, I mean, if you're looking at his career as a whole, I mean, he's gone over to continents. He's international play. He's competed for the, yeah. the team. He's... I mean, the fact that he, he is a true NBAer. I mean, he played for Houston, Phoenix, Sacramento, Houston again, Denver, He's Chicago, an He's an Indiana, Minnesota. Come on. He started 13 playoff games in 2009 for the Houston Rockets and averaged 17 points a game. 17 points a game for the Houston Rockets in the playoffs. Is this a that's, joke to you? That's impressive. Uh, Hall of Fame is elite status. Only guys like Tim Duncan and David Robinson make it there. I don't think Aaron Brooks deserves it. I mean, he he is ridiculous. And he played on the 2017-2018 uh, Minnesota Timberwolves team that, uh, that featured Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler, that team. And, and, and Aaron Brooks. Yeah, and he played in the playoffs for them on that loaded squad. He found a way. So, I, it, it, look, Wait, if you're going to see – yeah, they, they lost to the Rockets in the first round, but not, not because Aaron Brooks. They only gave him one and a half minutes a game. 
I mean, how, how can you make that much of an impact? But that was the end of his career. So he played all 82 games in a season for Chicago. How many players have ever played all 82 games? He played 82 games twice. Twice he played 82 games, all of them, all 82, every single one of them. I mean, the fact that you can look at him and say he's six foot, he's 161 pounds. I don't like that frame. He doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. The fact that that can come out of your mouth is utterly ridiculous. The fact that because he's 73 kilograms, he can't make it to the Hall. The fact that he is from Seattle, Washington. What was it? Is it because he wore double zero? Is that why? Is because he went to Franklin High School? I, for pound. I mean, I just, I'd never, uh, I would never agree with that. But I, uh, I do love Aaron Brooks. They called him like Skip to my Lou. Remember, it was like Skippy. It was, what was his nickname? It was something like that. Aaron Brooks nickname. Aaron Brooks nickname. See, he was so good he had a nickname. So good he had a nickname. Aaron Brooks nickname Skip. Skipper. Skip something. It was something. Skip to my Lou, Aaron Brooks. I knew it. Um, nice. I don't really get it, though. Shouldn't that be Lou Williams? Wouldn't that yeah, be? I never, I never heard that. LaMarcus Aldridge's L train. Is that what that said? Yeah, I've seen that somewhere. I really? That before. Yeah. Interesting. Um, this is really cool. And the Ray for all. Is, is that basketball reference we're looking at? Uh, no, this is straight hoops. It's NBA player nicknames. But Ray for Alston was skipped to my Lou. Sorry. Um, was Ray for Alston. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Was not. I mean, they were on the Rockets at the same time. And they call Corey Brewer the drunken dribbler. They call Aaron Andrew Bynum Bynamite. I like that. Who's uh was what was that guy's name? Okay, tell me this guy had another nickname, but this is one that I just found. What player's nickname was the penetration? Dwight Howard. Matt Bonner. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Bullet cabbage platch was Andre Blatch. That's uh I, I could read these all day. I'm not going to though. because uh, we all have lives and uh, we all need to get back to watching the Eastern Conference Finals, which is pretty much over at this point. And my foot's asleep. Because we talked about Aaron Brooks for too long. So in summary, um I think Zach sold his career a little bit short, but I will always be a, an Aaron Brooks fan. I don't, I don't think it was his passing. I don't, I don't love that Lil Wayne called that out. I don't love it. I think that Aaron Brooks was more of a Lou Williams before Lou Williams, and he was great at microwave scoring off the bench. Um, I mean, he averaged 19 points a game when he played all 82 games Wait, for the Rockets. Speaking of Lou Williams, do you know that Lou Williams is a song featuring Lil Wayne? Is, is a song or has a song? Has a song featuring Lil Wayne and Two Chains called Big Puh. Really? Well, I think yeah. I think uh, that may be in our fan mail also. Um, coming. To come, to come, to come. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I think this was this is really fun to get back into the swing of things. We're going to be doing things uh, different, but like the old times where we're going to do this probably more often than taking months hiatus. So. Look for more on mass to come. I was literally in Austin with you and we were in Dallas together and we didn't record, which is mind blowing. I was in, in the famous apartment with the jerseys in the background, um, oh, staying in, in Jonathan Blum's the apartment. The laboratory. Yeah. The lab. Uh, so everyone take care, be safe. Um, I'm going to be actually 
on the beach for the next week. So maybe we'll do one um, in a really cool setting where people can be jealous. But or have we a great. Put on cool backgrounds. Oh yeah, that's true. Let's see. Can I can I change my background now? I think you know what in my program a lot of people do is this. They go blurry. Can you see me blurry? Do oh, I look nice. blurry? Yeah. Oh, look at me. Look at me. You can't tell what's behind me. Oh, <laughs> nice. That is nice. That's really scary, actually, because your 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 eyes are like right on uh, Van Vliet's pants, and like that. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, let's let's get out of here. So, thank you, everyone, again for listening. Zach, you have any final words? Amazing show as always. Amazing it's show. Good to be back. Good to be All back. Right. Good to be back, baby. One on that. Take care, everyone. Peace.